captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Hello and welcome to another episode of New Girl Old Guy. I am not a new girl and I'm not an old guy. My name is Jason Kurtz Rivera. I am your, your driver on this, this metaphorical journey through NGOG. Uh, and I'm joined by two passengers who will yell at me for going way too slow. Uh, Ali Lasher, the great Ali Lasher, and Akiva Wieneker. Guys, how, how are you doing? I love that correction. The great Ali Lasher and the, the other guy who's here, mm -hmm. Akiva Wieneker. The wonderful, talented, fabulous Ali Lasher. Oh yeah, and also Akiva is also present. Hi. <laughs> this is NGOG. The, the whole, the, the guest is the host, the guest is the host, is really like changing my whole mindset on guests. I feel like for, I, I'm famous, fa famously, I'm, I'm famished because my sushi did arrive and I haven't eaten it. My, I, but I'm also uh, famously anti-guest, not in a, what a, way, what a way to welcome our guest. I'm anti-guest. <laughs> and I'm anti-three-person podcast, so it's really stretching myself but I love having all of these great guests come on. But the, my guest, the guest being the host and giving just such a nice intro at the top is really changing my tune here. What if you just had guests doing intros and then they left? Like what if I just logged off and went about my day and you guys just recorded the rest of the podcast? Would that scratch the same itch? I like where your head's at, but what about this? I come on, I listen to the nice intro, and then I log off. And the, and the guest continues oh. the podcast. What do we think about that? What if you that? just ask all of your friends to say nice things about you, and we can just DM them to you? What's the opposite of a roast? Um, I think a toast. Yeah. Can we do a, the toast of NGOG key, if you think? Yeah, at some point, we could definitely do that. Like season six. <laughs> all right. Um, well, JCR, you are here. You're celebrating quite... Um, we normally don't explain what the guest does outside of host NGOG, but I think it's the timing is right here, unintentionally so, that you are celebrating the one-year anniversary of your own podcast. Yes. Uh, yeah, it just happened to work out that, that way, that, uh, that I'm, I'm here right after our one-year anniversary of IKYDK, a psych rewatch podcast. We're doing what, we, we do what you do, but, but longer and less good. No, no. You do what we do, but more regular and professional and, um, like, reliably. Do you, do you yeah. guys do a lot of editing? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. I, wow. do, I mean, I don't know how much Amanda is doing. Almost zero. But You don't know how much she's doing. Well. I know you don't know how much she's doing. <laughs> so Amanda's the Akiva. Um, yeah, no, I, I edit it. Imagine I, I just, saying that. <laughs> Ama yeah. I mean, in, in the, like, yeah. In a way that I can insult Amanda as least as possible. Yeah. She doesn't know the show. It's the same format. We're doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. She doesn't know the show. Should, we, the show. should, we, should we trade? Would you do trading places one episode? We pitched that. We did? Uh, they said no? You don't follow me on Twitter, but uh, Dr. and Amanda and I, I do follow you on Twitter. That. No, you do not. I, was I do. Now I do. I, I was accidentally not following you for a little bit, but I didn't realize I wasn't. <laughs> um... No, we we have a nice little group chat sometimes. Dr. Amanda and JCR are the friends that we will never be. Um, mm -hmm. You mean because we're better friends. Thing, yeah. A former guest on NGOG, 
Dr. Amanda. Uh, the difference, Akiva, between you and Dr. Amanda is Dr. Amanda stays busy at work and continues to do the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is very busy at work. You don't think I'm busy? No, no, no. When you get busy, you go away. Oh, I when see. When she, she stays busy and still does mm-hmm. it. Yeah, um, I, right I don't do that either. Akiva. I mean, she's a wonder. <laughs> right before we yeah. started, Akiva said like he doesn't remember any of his podcast anniversaries. I don't. Re- we don't remember our podcast anniversary. We just we hit fifty-two weeks. We just didn't. We took no time off. That's great. That's impressive. <laughs> shade. No, that um, is great. There's no shade. I'm. I no, no, like no, we've from done J- that. no. From JCR oh, from to him. say that yes. they weren't keeping track. They just yeah. Seinfeld didn't. Seinfeld went years without missing a week, but. Well, we know how you prioritize, Rob. It's not Shout about prioritizing. It's actually a bad thing. <laughs> I, I used to think it's a good thing, and now... I mean, it's wonderful if you could do it. I'm not, like, criticizing you for doing it. But I think, like... I and think I you also, were criticizing him for doing it. I'm not. You said I'm it's not, a bad thing. It's, I, it, like, it's, it can be unhealthy to, like, hey, we can never miss a week. Like, Alex and I didn't miss a week for years and years when we started 32 Fans. But, like, now if we had to, we would miss an episode, and it would be fine. Like, I think if you really become, like, obsessed with, like, never missing a week... I don't know. It becomes a job. I just you know like talking I mean? to my friend every week. Yeah. That's oh, all. no, you don't have to miss a week. I'm just saying you shouldn't feel obligated. That's all I'm saying. Guys, You're just so you know. Okay, by our standards, JCR. Mm-hmm. Just, just so you know, I'm not qualified to mediate anything like Dr. Amanda is. So if if you guys were about to get into a relationship fight, I'm not qualified to, to mediate like my best friend, Dr. Amanda. So just... Don't 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 go too too far off the rails because I'm not qualified. I'll mm-hmm. say this: I learned recently about a couple of my friends have babies, and I've learned about self soothing. That like when a baby like rubs its eyes or like rubs its head on you, whatever, it's like quote self soothing. Mm-hmm. I will give credit to me and Akiva. We we don't really require mediation. We're like we're self soothing. Mm-hmm. We'll regulate ourselves. That's that's right, very Keith? mature. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, th- that's what probably all, like, shaky marriages think. Like, we're fine. We just work out our problem. <laughs> we don't need counseling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Well, JCR is not only host of a 52-week-old podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also an incredible composer of, I want to say, the last episode of Renap. I actually listened to the Renap musical after I banned myself from listening because... He's just that good, mm-hmm. uh, incredible musician, and he is the uh, composer of our outro music, our secondary theme song. My, honestly, when I'm editing the podcast, I never miss a chance to listen to the remix of My Face is My Job. It's great. I listened to it the other day when you had me listen to the end of an episode recently. <laughs> it is so good. You forget. like, he, And he made one for... I think he made a song for my other son because he's just a nice guy, which I believe is not part of the. Well, because you were like, my other son's like losing it that he doesn't have a song. Mm-hmm. Hi, so this thank is King Noam, and I'm here Chase to chop Ryan. some pasta or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. To chop, ch- ch- chop, yeah. chop, chop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. That was great. That was wonderful. No, I'm, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate the kind, kind words, and I'm very sorry that I made you listen to Renat. Uh, no, mm. it was worth it. It was fabulous. People uh, should should scab and listen to that episode specifically they could go um, on youtube tonight to not give us any money it's on youtube well you get views from that matt stewart has a specific question for you do you like the new girl theme song Ooh, that's a great question kiwi you want to sing it for him to refresh his memory who's that girl 
It's Jess. We actually got the full theme this episode, which you don't yeah. always get. Perfect for JCR. Yeah, I always notice that. Psych does the same thing where, like, they'll have a short theme and a long theme, and Amanda always pegs it as, like, oh, this episode didn't have a lot. They're doing the long theme song. Um, so this episode had a, had a long theme song, so you can take that for whatever, whatever it's worth. I don't think I like the theme song. I don't, I don't think, think I do. I like it. I never thought about an opinion about it, but I I always skip it when I watch the show on like a Netflix. Mm-hmm. That's usually a bad sign, right? Yeah. What's no, your... I think the the sign is listening to it. Yeah. For you guys, do you have any themes that you don't skip? I'm sure I do. Nothing that jumps out. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really skip the psych theme song, but that's just like a, that's just like a nostalgia thing more than like it's a genuinely great theme song. I think. Um, I mean, there, there, I like today. There, all the theme songs are really short. I feel like I never skip the community theme song. I feel like I always groove to that when it comes on, and that one's pretty short too. Like the the new girl long theme song is too long for me to keep it going, and the short theme song is not long enough for me to go and skip it. I think that's spot on. Um, I mentioned last week that I was watching the Will and Grace reboot, and I didn't want to talk about it, but I have now since finished three seasons. Keeve, I thought it was only two. It's three seasons, mm-hmm. and I I love it. I think I had no it's idea so they successful. got three seasons of. I, me neither. I love it. It's on Hulu. Everyone should watch. And I never skipped. They, like, updated. Like, I, JCR would know what they did. They either, like, moved it up an octave or increased the tempo a little bit. Like, they modified the original Will & Grace theme song slightly. Allie from the music room. I was like, this is kind of um, lame that I'm not explaining the differences. So I listened to them side by side. And my unexpert, that's unprofessional, my unexpert uh, musical opinion is that the original theme song is like piano heavy and the updated theme song is sort of like what I would call uh, brass band-ish. Um, we're all better for knowing that. Back to the show. And something about the, the images they chose of the gang with the song, I never skipped it and I watched three seasons in about a week's time, so. Rec- that's my rec for the week. Is Do you recommend the show or do you just recommend the theme song? Oh, I recommend the show. I- I've been taking this to the streets. I've been telling people to watch it. Let the people know. And now I'm going back and I'm watching Will and Grace originally. I'm doing the reverse. I'm doing what they maybe hope Gen Z would do. Um, but I was just like alive and was able to watch Will and Grace and, and didn't catch it all the first time around. You think we should have so you- done Will and Grace? Instead of this show, you're saying no because it would be new, new girl, new guy. Ah, that's new, true. New will, new grace. Yeah, and the catch is that that uh, you know one of us has seen the show. That's very important. I think it is. I mean, you tell me, JCR. Like, you're the person who's watched it. I, I do think it's tough sometimes when the other person hasn't seen it, but it's also fun. Like, Keeve, I like set you up in this episode. You didn't even know it, mm-hmm. and I think JCR and I had some fun. And you'll find out maybe when we continue on. JCR, do you like being the the new guy in that sense? I guess the old guy. Old guy. I, I guess yeah. I guess I'd be the old guy. I I enjoy, well I enjoy everything about my podcast because I love my best friend Dr. Amanda. But <laughs> I I do the same thing where like I'll set her up for stuff, 
that I know is coming and I'll play dumb. And that's always fun for that payoff. Um, I, we do the same thing where like I make her predict things and um, like I had her predict like a guest star. We got teased like we were going to meet a character's mom and she, I was like, guess the actress. And she guessed the actress. She guessed that it was Sybil Shepherd out of like every actress. And like, well, there she's are moments... spoiled. She's spoiled. I call it I, in. She's spoiled. I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I had the same thoughts. I don't think Amanda could do it. I don't. Do I don't, you think she, it may think have been accepted in her brain, though? Well, we think that she might be a witch. We think she might be mm -hmm. a, perhaps a psychic herself. Um, these are all things that have, have been thrown around. But like that moment of her, and I actually, I very luckily ended up in Philadelphia at the time that she was like this episode came up and we got to watch this episode together. So that was like a wonderful moment. But like there are those moments where she like guesses something exactly correct. And like, that's super fun. But then there are other moments where she's like, you know, where she'll like bring up exactly that scenario, Sybil Shepherd. And I'll like be like, all right, maybe we don't go on Sybil Shepherd's IMDB right now just so she doesn't get spoiled. So there's that like balance of like, I'm very excited cause I have all the details, but I'm also like very nervous because I, I know that she can stumble into details and that will make it less fun. Well, the key is to have your Akiva be someone who puts in, you know, very, very low effort and then they won't get spoiled. No, I'm yeah, just kidding. Didn't Keith, happen I've been hard on you tonight. Amanda I'm just kidding. A ton of effort. <laughs> um, all right. Kiwi. Yes. My favorite part of the podcast is where I be quiet and you tell us what happened this episode. So if you would kindly give us your digest for season three, episode three, double date. Originally aired October 1st, 2013. Well, the double date was supposed to be Schmidt and Cece, Jess and Nick. But things hit the fan this episode, Allie and JCR. And uh, Schmidt was found out about, about that he was dating Elizabeth and Cece at the same time. Meanwhile, they're trying to get a table at a restaurant. That's the, that's the B-plot of this episode. <laughs> oh, and, uh, and Cece sees uh, Nick's wiener. That's about all that happened. All right. Well, JCR, what about this episode uh, made you uh, choose, select it to, to come on and grace us with your presence here? This, this episode just has, like, I, I, sh I should have actually thought about it a little bit more because there's, like, some, some heavier beats later on that I was like, oh, I guess I have, I'll have to talk about that stuff, too. But um, the, the scene where Schmidt tells Nick that he's cheating is my favorite scene in all of New Girl. It kills me every time I watch it when I'm sad. Like hilarious and then my second favorite like line of new girl is at the end like that the scene between nick and jess when they're talking about all the things that they could hate about each other that what that has a line that's like one of my favorite from new girl so i really just like oh what's that scene what episode has that scene in it and then it was this this episode and so i am here That's more thought than a lot of people put into it. <laughs> so I'm thrilled with that answer. And I'm excited because I'm going to ask you for that line later when we get to it. So stay tuned, everyone, because JCR is going to tell us his favorite line when we get to the last scene. Kivi, I want to check in with you. Yes. Last week, you were jazzed. Mm -hmm. we, had a, we had a chaotic um, Allie and Keeve mess around. Mm -hmm. We went a little bit off the rails. We, mm -hmm. we left a voicemail for a podcast that wasn't recording a new episode that week. So that was fun to figure out. Um, but you were jazzed. You're like, I have no notes, but I got it all up here, and I got a lot of questions. You were pumped. 
where have you fallen off here with this episode or has the energy continued? I what's, think, what's well, that's up, you know, to you and the listeners to decide. But I think I, I have some energy. You know, twos and threes no, are no, different. No, no, I meant like, do you like the episode? Not, not, not uh, actually asking. Well, I, I, as you know, I was surprised that it came to a head right now. I thought we'd be dealing with this mm. for the first six to eight episodes of the season. Uh, and now I guess the next 20, so episode, 20 or so episodes are going to be maybe the fallout of like how this worked. And like, are we going to, for all I know, we may never see Elizabeth again. If I had to guess, which I will now, I'll say we'll see her one more time, but it's certainly possible. That's it for Elizabeth. I think, uh, you know, CC will maybe be the one that that uh, is at least an option for Schmidt to get back together with her. So we'll see. But, you know, I wasn't I wasn't expecting that. And then, you know, one of the more stunning endings to an episode really of uh, of any show I've watched in, in a while. Uh, and I, you know. Should I mention it now? Should we get to it at the end? Like, yes, uh, go ahead. Go like, say. Schmidt basically declares war on on uh, Jess and Nick, which is a wild move for a sitcom. I thought you were going to say he gets a, a mouthful of free pie. But yeah, we'll, that's we'll true, too. We'll talk about that. I'm excited to talk about that. It, a lot happens. It's it, By Ama- Dr. Amanda's standards, it's not a lot supposed to happen. It's got a long uh, theme song. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, like, plot movement... We're dealing with a lot of things unraveling here. Maybe not that much time is taken up because it's really just one story. As you mentioned in your great digest, the B-plot is just trying to get a table. So, um, but they, they do move the ball forward a bunch. JCR, I want to ask you, Keeve mentioned he was surprised by how quickly the CC Elizabeth Schmidt thing is, you know, quote unquote, not resolved, but exposed. Do you think this was the right time or should they have sort of stretched this out more? So I I think it like it depends on what they do next, right? Like I I do agree that it's uh I don't want to say a lesser sitcom, but a a cookie cutter sitcom drags this out eight episodes and we get lots of hijinks of Schmidt and his two girlfriends and we you know do that for a while. And they do they really they cut to the chase. Um So yeah, I I I think it's fine if they do fun things afterwards, which uh, we may or may not see. I don't want to spoil our our friend Akiva. Yeah, my instinct, honestly, was, you know, only when I'm... It's so funny. I don't know if you experience this, JCR, when you're watching Psych again for the podcast, but it's like, I watch this episode and I don't think about it, but when I'm showing up to the podcast, I think about things I've never really thought about before. And especially, Keeve, with your perspective that you thought it was going to continue, my first thought was like, Wow, they really leave a lot on the table here. Like, there's a lot of meat on this bone, and they just, like, rip it out immediately. But I don't think... If this... Let's say there's a world where this continues six or eight episodes. How does Schmidt... I mean, I think the question, how does Schmidt redeem himself, is an important one just with what we've seen so far. But if he's dating these both these women for months, like... Yeah. At what point does it become irredeemable versus funny? It's a good point. And also, Schmidt actually says, I was cheating on you, you know, when, when after after claiming that it was uh, it was Nick uh, cheating on Jess. But he could have really, like, said, like, you know, I actually never broke up with Elizabeth. Probably is the, the move. And maybe he's being more honest, but, like, it's not that, you know, I mean, yes, he is cheating. But you almost want to say, like, I lied and I, I never broke up with her, but I, I can and I will. But, you know, like... That's much different than, I mean, she could still break up with him. She could still, you know, he could still get a few pies thrown in his face. But it's interesting he, they, they go with that. Well, it's a great catch because I, I caught that too and only on the, like, focus. No guy ever says that. You got to, like, spin, you know? 
Well, but I don't even know that it's a spin, right? Isn't that sort of acknowledging Cece as the as the primary? Yeah. Like, I'm dating you and I was cheating on you versus yes. I'm still dating Elizabeth is like, well, then who am I as compared to Elizabeth? It's it's still icky. It's still, like, probably not the Definitely not the best spin. Definitely doing this. And we'll talk about it. I mean, he extends this so far. Like, it, once just knows... CeCe's going to know. So why are you still doing the dance in the car and the slow driving and the sitcominess of it all? But to, to have done this in the restaurant also is not the best spin potential or if right. you want to actually resolve anything. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go back, though, to the beginning. Mm-hmm. A lot to talk about. I'm, ex- I'm getting jazzed here. Can you tell? Can you see my little jazz hands? Um, I guess not because we're not on video. But uh, Jess suggests a, di- a double date. Producer Kelly says, have you ever been on a double date? Please tell me Missy is the guest and you actually did go on that trivia double date. I'm sorry. I apologize for my lack of Missiness. <laughs> uh, Missy came to Jordan's uh, Survivor watch party last week. How about that? I'll wow. be there next week. Uh, I did tell Missy she could come again, but I don't know. I don't know that I can afford to have another Wednesday night like the <laughs> one where Missy came. That's all I'll say. <laughs> it was fun, though. Um, so what's your, are we a pro double date podcast, Keith? Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. I think like you can't go too early in a relationship. I think both, both, it's hard if one. Disagree, hard disagree. No, I, I think you want to be at like the same place in your relationship. You don't want to be like, like in the honeymoon stage, lovey dovey. And there's like another couple that's been married for seven years and like resents each other or whatever. I disagree. I, see... I disagree. I think I think different places is ideal because I think in in that scenario you just outlined like the couple that hates each other is like oh remember the days and then like the the couple that is in a honeymoon phase is like oh we'll never be that I feel like it's good for both couples and if Yo, you're both in the same thing then it's just like you're in an echo chamber it's not it's not good Are you guys okay? Like keep <laughs> can we just keep your scenario when you said you have to be in different places I was like Oh, no, you, you have to be in the same places. place. You can't be. Right, right, right. I was like, oh, interesting. Like, if you're a brand new couple and you're out with, like, the gold standard married couple who's, like, splitting meals and, like, inside jokes and, and putting arms around each other and you're, like, four dates in or whatever, yeah, maybe it puts this false relationship pressure on what is a dating situation. I did not expect for you guys to say, <laughs> oh, the married, miserable, resentful couple versus the honeymoon, young, perfect couple. <laughs> In my defense, I used the scenario that Keeve brought up. But you didn't ch- – but, you know, that <laughs> you went with it. The yes went, and uh, sure, lumps sure, you sure. in. Sure, sure, sure. What is the argument here, that I'm an unhappy person? You're correct. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just – is everyone okay? Everyone doing okay? Help Once again, check. none of us are, are Dr. Amanda qualified. I'll self-soothe. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm dead. That was great. Um, yeah, the double. I'm a big fan of the double date. I'm like a George Costanza. I love to play zone. I think Missy and I, will say, have been on two double dates. We've been on a couple of two-on-ones. Mm-hmm. Not where we're both on the same date, but, like, one person is on a date and the other person is there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been on two double dates. One is a story I simply cannot tell on this podcast, and one is a story that will probably come up when when Akiva, when Missy comes on for an online dating-themed episode of New Girl in season four. So we will hold tight on that experience. But yeah, I I like a double date. I think 
the problem or the advantage, depending on how you see it, is like when Missy and I have gone on double dates, we're having a great time. Sort of independent. Yeah, it's of a bad idea. With. Yeah, no, no, I no mean, it's not a bad idea. I have the best time on those dates because it's really like just going out with Missy, which is great. And then you know, to the extent the guy can like reflect, bask in that glow off of our amazing friendship, mm-hmm. then good for him. I guess if he could hang, maybe then he's a keeper. But I also think it's like you, he's the third wheel. It's rough. It's a rough spot. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> would you? Have you double that was amazing. have you double dated with uh, Chester and Dr. Jen? No, I have not. You Wait. said it like you would never. No, no, I just haven't. I haven't. I would love to. We haven't gotten around to it. Well, that's not what that no said, JCR. That was like Robin thinking she was getting proposed to on How I Met Your Mother and six really sixteen no's. You're like, oh no. No, I, just think, no. I was thinking, and the answer was no. I've gone out with both of them, but not with not all four. Oh, you've done a two on one. Yeah, I've done a two on one. Okay, and did you feel like the third wheel? No, I didn't. So was Dr. Jen the third wheel? That's what you're saying between me and Missy would be the... the no, Dr. it was Jen even. Wheel. It was equals. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about Winston here. Uh, Dan Sedensky wants to know, is Winston's plot a meta reference to Lamorne doing the most of anyone when he is given the least script to work with? Even if it isn't, yes, it is. Also, kudos to Akiva for accomplishing his mission, which huge asterisk on the mission for Kiwi, JCR. This is where you might need to mediate. Okay, I'll do my best. I don't even yeah. know that we should talk about it. I don't know that we should even give it air. Oxygen, whatever the expression is. I mean, it's not, listen, there is, like I said, very barely a B plot, It, but it does pay off ultimately in the end with like, hey, like, I know it's a bad time, but we need to, you know, we're going to lose the table. Uh, he does put in a lot of effort, but yeah, you know, there was there was very little for him to do. All right, much like on Renap, Akiva has ignored the mission <laughs> conversation here as well. I think, uh, which I we think he's up. he's hit the button that doesn't it's don't give it oxygen. I think that's what that was. <laughs> yeah, um, and if if the rumors are true, and Rob's sister Nino is listening to this, Rob, protect your peace and turn it off. I feel so bad. Like knowing that Rob would listen to this makes me feel terrible mm-hmm. about just everything. <laughs> generally all right but we'll see um i see i thought winston did a great job here like i was la- i don't spoiler alert i do not like the subplot of winston and ferguson as like this like weird yeah pseudo sexual thing kiwi i will spoil you and say that that persists and i never i do not like it it, it one of those episodes is the second episode i always skip that we have not covered yet um but I did like the the whole, like, loft dynamic of there are two couples in the loft and one single person and how he's, like, going to go above and beyond to, like, become a part of it. I, and Winston does such a good job. Well, Morton does such a good job that it, I got laughs out of it. It was weird. Like, it's it, there's one scene where it's like, he's talking to us. Who's he talking to? I was very confused just watching the television. Well, that's a great point. IMDb said Winston is never physically with the rest of the gang. His cuts were shot separately, and the scenes were stitched together in editing. No information as to why has been found. Maybe 17 out of 17 IMDb users found that interesting. I have a a guess. I have a guess. Please. At least one of the main people are are allergic to cats. That's my guess. Oh, like the actors? Mm -hmm. Yes. Or it's. 
There's two options. In our, in our scene. Or it's a figment of their of his imagination, and we just oh. never they never tie that together at the end. But Daisy doesn't. So Daisy. Is yeah, also I guess that's true. No, I guess Daisy's not hallucinating. Okay, fine. So yeah, <laughs> someone's allergic to cats because you'll see that. I think you're gonna see that now with um, with uh, like COVID stuff. Like someone's in a room, and like maybe they're not there. You know what I was thinking? I just did a curb podcast, but um, maybe this was too spicy for. <laughs> Uh, for that, but you know, Cheryl Hines <laughs> is married to uh, what's his name, RFK Jr. or whoever he is, one of the Kennedys. Junior. And he's like one. Of, he was like until COVID, the most famous anti-vaxxer in the country. Her husband, and like she's on this episode, but there's like nobody there. I was like, oh, maybe she just like she's not vaccinated, probably. So like maybe she just filmed. She was scenes. at a crowded bar. What do you mean there was no one I there? Guess. She was at a concert. Could, <laughs> there th were th definitely people there. Yeah, I guess that's true. But yeah, that was I mean, that was like maybe like I don't know maybe uh, like will they be able to get Cheryl in scenes? Who knows? But uh, it's interesting. We deal with this on the challenge reunion. Like there are some people who aren't going on the reunion because they're not vaccinated. At least one person, mm -hmm. and um, it's being shot in Amsterdam. But he's been on like little reunions, like six six people, five people. That's seemingly filmed in filmed in like New York or LA, like definitely the U.S. Mm -hmm. and. Um, it's just like different COVID restrictions, but yeah. I guess Mike, I wonder if like based on the regulations, you could just like get tested within 72 hours or whatever. Probably. Yeah. Depends on state and the country, whatever. And when was this filmed? Like also probably before vaccine mandates. Oh, that's true. That's true. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I, I think maybe cat allergy is my best guess. Now, did you have a theory, JCR? I just, I noticed it. I like watched the episode like a, three times because I'm a crazy person and I wanted to be prepared for the podcast professional. And it would like the, there was the scenes there. He's only with the gang, like in the beginning scene and the end scene and every scene, there's like a shot of the four of them and then a separate, like opposite shot of Winston. And I was like, I just noticed it in the last time. And I was like, that's super weird. And then I went on an IMDb and I also saw the trivia and I was like, Oh, that makes sense. I'm sure there was just like a scheduling conflict. It was probably. It was probably yeah, I thought it was a scheduling conflict. Conflict too. Honestly, I like Keeve's theory that uh, someone's allergic to cats and it's that severe that they like worked so deeply around it. But um, I also kind of think it really works, and I think I'm stretching here. But he's sort of isolated and alienated from the group of four, and like it is extremely effective. I think in like emphasizing that to have everything as like a cut with him out of the scene but definitely probably just a happy accident and i'm overthinking it um i want to talk about nick and jess's chemistry let's do a, a chemistry test uh check keeve are you buying nick and jess are you buying uh, uh jake johnson and zooey um Yes, I think they've they've built up the relationship from like a zero to a 60 in like three episodes. And and they're like an old married couple at this point. I do. I, I, I do buy it thus far. Uh, by the way, I found so far um, Zooey saying she posted something about Owl Tuesdays during the run of the show. And then there is a comment from Jake Johnson, which you can't see. But then he she says, nah, I like Ferguson. The owl and the cat can have some great D story banter. So she likes Ferguson. So she's not the allergic one. I probably. would guess not. Now, I googled her, and she has many 
uh, allergies. She's like, when you Google like allergies in Hollywood, she's like on the list. What's she allergic to? Everything. She's allergic to cats. What do you mean everything? We only care eggs, about dairy, gluten. Hmm. So no cats though. Uh, she's. Not, it doesn't say cats there. Uh, and then there's a tweet from Hannah Simone saying NBD at all, but I, and I should stop reading this in case there's a spoiler because it's from 2016. Yeah, you definitely should, but you're already spoiled. So but uh, she, she, no, I'm not. Uh, she, uh, Zooey Deschanel name drops my beloved Frank tonight, my blind asthmatic cat. So it's probably not Hannah Simone who has a cat. A cat allergy. No, she, yeah, she who who has who owns a cat and therefore does not have a cat allergy. Yes. Oh, got it, got it, got it. So, so going back to the chemistry for a second, I think this scene in bed where before Cece comes in, although I really like this entire scene, Nick is so good at looking like a girl. Like, he looks like a person who's looking at someone who is falling in love with them to me. Like, she, he, she does that little, like, fact about her gravelly elbow, and he's just looking at her. Like, the more weird stuff he learns about her, the more he's into it. And it's, like, such a subtle look, but I'm just like, wow. Their chemistry, to me, is, like, 100%. Like, it's why this mm-hmm. show works. Yeah. I think that's probably why they put them together. I think a lot of times it works the other way with, um, with shows, right? Like, it's, you know, the same reason Seinfeld's killing off Susan because nobody has chemistry with her. It's like, oh, they have a lot of chemistry, so let's let's have them be a couple for the rest of the series or whatever. I do think uh, Elaine and Susan do have chemistry in that one episode, but not not in a sexual way necessarily. They like watching the deleted scenes. Like they, I, I think it goes beyond acting. I think they just didn't like her. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've we've talked about this, but anyway, mm-hmm. um, Cece thinks Schmidt is on drugs, which is a level of confidence that I aspire to have. That like he's acting weird. He must be on drugs. It can't be that he's, like, hiding something from me. Can, can I be mad at Cece in this scene for a second? Yeah. So she knocks on Jess's door, and Nick says, go away, and she <laughs> enters. <laughs> what the heck? You don't knock on your best friend's door, hear a not a, 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 It's her boyfriend answering. He's saying, go away. She's very lucky that she walked in... In when everyone was in a, a position that they were in and, and not a, a very compromised position. That could have went very badly for Cece and all parties involved. It's an excellent point. I can relate to Cece's position. I feel like I would violate a boundary potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's an excellent point that I did not think about. <laughs> and then she sits on the bed. It's crazy. Well, well it's Jess crazy. is giving her the go ahead to be coming in. Yeah, Jess is crazy for that, too. Every, <laughs> take two minutes and clothe yourselves, please. Well, Nick does not have a lot of shame in general. So, and, and this is Jess's best friend. So it's like the, an interesting scenario for it. But, you know, you're right in general. But I also think, like, Jess is pretty much welcome to come in. I mean, his confidence has really shifted in that he went from, like, not wanting to be naked and doing that, like... Zoom, 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 like dance for the bartender to get psyched to be naked. And then he's like, all right, CC, you're about to see my penis. I'm going to turn around. You're going to see my butt. (laughs) He doesn't have to get up while she's in the room. No, he does not have to. (laughs) This would not happen in 2021. He he Um, weighed the options of do I want to be here for the rest of this conversation or do I just want (laughs) CC to see my everything? 
and and he i i think he chose right <laughs> <My> honestly <laughs> it is a fun dynamic though when you're dating someone like it's almost like kind of like a high school vibe right like they're really they're dating and their best friends are dating and so yeah like there's going to be this like weird overlap we're gonna have to explore different loyalties and we have a question from matt stewart about that so nick goes to confront schmidt schmidt drags him into this and jc jcr's favorite scene unfolds it's a great scene it's so fun the 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 i quote nick like his cadence of of i don't know i don't know it's it's perfect and when he's yelling and he's calm and then he's yelling again and then he's calm again i have such a good time it definitely is the vibe and this happens to me a lot where a friend is like you're gonna be mad and it's like i've been there for you for everything i'm not gonna get mad like whatever and then they tell you something and it's like oh i am having a negative reaction to this information but i'm your friend but this is insane what are you doing? Like, I, I think it's a very relatable reaction also. And I just love in your little brain. How do you see this ending? <laughs> Not good. Not well. Not well. Very bad. Um, all right. So JCR, Matt Stewart wants to know who does Nick's loyalties lie with for Schmidt's secret? Should he be telling Jess or keeping the secret? Who? That's a great question. Um, I, I I live this, not this exactly, but I live the like my best friend is dating my girlfriend's best friend thing. Oh, um, but that's not why you picked this episode. It's not why I picked this episode. <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, I just I just like when they said funny things. Um, and something big happened, and I, and and my my best friend told me, and he told me not to tell anyone, and literally hung up the phone and called my girlfriend. So I don't know. I guess I guess I'm team. You, you tell Jess. Well, without prying, was it something negative or was it something It was something positive? extremely negative. We can oh. talk offline. Okay, I'm excited to hear this. But this was also, like, Jess and Nick are new, and I was, like, three years in with this girl. So, four years in with, eh, three years in with this girl. So, I, like, it was, it was long enough where I felt it was okay. And she did keep the secret, so, you know. Kiwi, was- what do you think about this? About about them spilling the beans to like who's who's loyal. So Nick knows about this, right? Mm-hmm. He's best friends with Schmidt, but he's dating Jess. So like, who should he be more loyal to? Yeah, his best here? friend. Should he... his best friend? Like he's got to take this to the grave. Like he first of all, this is gonna blow up within a few episodes or in his life, <laughs> a couple weeks. So it's like just let it blow up on his own. Absolutely, you can never do this. It's a horrible move. I think. I think. If you take that route, then it blows up on its own. And I think just finds out that Nick knows. And right. I think that's worse. I think that's worse. Because it's going to blow up anyway. So you might as well be honest with your girlfriend and let it blow up. Then it blows up. And, and also now you're in trouble. I think you have to not tell the girlfriend like i think if i'm nick i'm not telling jess one because it puts her in a horrible position like jcr you seem to work it out with your girlfriend such that she like kept it a secret and whatever but like you're putting that person potentially in a weird spot where like then it's gonna blow up and the cc is gonna find out that jess knew and didn't tell like so by telling jess you're you're basically risking telling cc but it's also, and I think what becomes Nick's mission later is, like, trying to stop Jess from telling Cece. Like, that's the worst outcome, right, is that the friend tells Cece before Schmidt does. 
So I just think it's sort of better for everyone involved if your energy is better spent trying to convince Schmidt to come clean yes, rather that's than tell. That's, that's the that's best case scenario. But if Schmidt was like, I love doing this and I'm going to keep doing it and you better shut up, then maybe we revisit it. But then, then who's even your friend? Then I'm telling Jess. I agree. I bet, yeah, best case scenario, you get Schmidt to come clean. That you is, can that, tell that Schmidt, you thing. tell her, or I do, but, like, I, even that is really spilling the beans. I think it's not you tell her, I do. It's, like, what are you doing, man? Like, you got to, like, let's talk about this until we work it out. Mm-hmm. But, like, you cannot keep dating. You, you get one wife. <laughs> you get one, one wife. wife. It's the way the world works. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, all right, well, Nick does everything he can. He has sex in a helmet to try to get out of it. Um, and so Jess finds out anyway, because Nick famously can't lie. That's been well established. And she confronts Schmidt. Producer Kelly wants to know, if you find out someone is cheating on your best friend, so now you're in the Jess role, mm-hmm. what do you do on the scale of calling them a crumb bum to punching them in the junk? Well, haven't heard the crumb bum in a while. That was in the episode. I know. I'm saying I haven't heard that before she drops it in oh. the restaurant in a long time. But what do you do? If, I was going to put it in the in the context of real people, and I was like, I'm certainly not going to do that. Yeah. If you're so, if you're Jess, the play. If you find out someone's cheating on me, Kibi, imagine mm-hmm. I'm in a relationship. So really, put yourself mm-hmm. into a weird place. Okay. I said I don't like out, sci-fi. All right, keep going. And you, yeah, and you find out that uh, this is more fantasy. Mm-hmm. You find out that someone, that person is cheating. Yeah, on of course, because of course the loyalty there is to you. But so yeah, yeah. if so that's a bad example, because you'd have to you find out it has from to be a fifty-fifty play. Chester, no, you okay? You find out from Rob Sester Nino. Mm-hmm. And he has told you, you can't tell anyone, mm-hmm. but Ali's boyfriend is cheating on Well, if I was told that, then that's different. Because then... Well, but no, then... that's the scenario. <laughs> okay, fine. But then it's like, well, then I probably can't say right away. Like, you can't... Like, if you were told on condition that you can't say, you can't say. Let the record show that Akiva <laughs> has more hypothetical loyalty to Rob, who's not even an interested party in this situation. He wouldn't yeah. say uh, that, it's... though. He wouldn't say that. Yeah. It's, you it's go back and ask to say, like, hey, can I just tell them, please? That's what you do. In in this hypothetical scenario, right, like, you, you tell Allie because hypothetical boyfriend means nothing to you. But <laughs> in the Jess scenario, like, there's also the added wrinkle of, like, it's her roommate and her friend who she's dating. So there's more layers to it than mm-hmm. than just that. Um, so, but it's like, but, what if yeah, they're no, about you, to get engaged? Like, there's, you know, it's not like, well, if they're two weeks dating. Well, like, we're not there. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's also For like sure. you could be saving. Like, hey, they're about to get married. There, you know, there's all sorts of different scenarios. Like, you're stopping the wedding, but yes. you're not necessarily intervening on week one. Yes. Does anybody object? And it's like, all right, I guess, guess it's too late. Yeah, the famous Ju- in the Jewish tradition of asking <laughs> if anyone objects. If anyone objects. Well, I think that the thing JC raises a great point that she involved. She's involved with Schmidt and Nick, but I think in this case, it's Nick that would be of consequence, maybe. But I don't blame her for immediately slipping into CC loyalty. Because, like, if I'm friends with someone who's dating my best friend and they start cheating on my best friend, then F them. They're not, like, I'm not friends with them anymore. Right. So I'm not surprised that uh, Schmidt goes berserk. I'm probably doing largely what Jess is doing. I'm screaming. And what CC does, which is, like, going over there to punch him in the nads, something like that, 
and then, like, you got to tell them now. Right, like, you have yeah, you I, have one I, day I, to tell or Siam, that sort of thing. I think that's the move. I think you just have you have to tell Schmidt that he has to he has to rectify the situation because it it doesn't help it doesn't help if it's from anyone else. Which what doesn't work to me is the chaos the chaos and that's what works as a sitcom. But like in real life, I don't think it would escalate to like a fast and furious like race slow race to a slow and furious race to the restaurant and then like a forced exposure in the restaurant. That's like the worst case scenario, but works for the sitcom certainly. Um, all of, while this is going on, Winston is at the restaurant Pico, which is actually a real restaurant that closed in LA. I did look at it. The outside is a real place. Um, Alex, Alice Wetterland, is that how you pronounce her name? Mm -hmm. Is the hostess. Why do I know her? And you have permission to IMDb her keys. Yeah, I know Alice. I know, I know her. Why do I, I looked at her IMDb. I don't know her from Zach and Miri have a wedding or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Uh, she goes on a lot of podcasts. No, no, no. I know her, like, face. Like, I know her from acting. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. I, like, I know her name from podcasts. Does she do, like, voices? But, again, that doesn't help you. I think I watched Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates on a plane, but I don't think that's what it's from. Oh, I know what it is. And it's always this when I see them on the, on the uh, credits. What is it? A two-year, 76-episode run on MTV's hit Girl Code. Ah, okay, yes. Where it was sort of like a, a you know, Girl Code. It was like a, like a That's So 90s, or I Love yes. the 90s, yes, like yes, talking yes. heads about, like, guy and girl issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, okay. Yeah, because I know her from some podcasts, but, yeah, she doesn't have a ton of credits besides that that people would recognize. 76 her. episodes. Um, by the way, I watched this episode. There was, like, previews for this show and what was coming after it. On the clip, on, on, like, the stream I watched on. And the show on right after New Girl was Dads. Do you remember Dads? No. JCR, do you remember I, like, Dads? Vaguely, I, like, that, like, fired a synapse in my brain. Yeah. I think everyone's forgot about it. Like, the, so, oh, with the Dr. Evil son. With the, yes, with the Dr. Evil son. <laughs> yes. Seth Green. Oh, and, the, and that guy, that old Martin Mull. Was that his name? Yes, Martin Mull. You nailed Where it. Where did I pull that from? Where, like, the recesses of your of your brain. <laughs> Whoa. Um, I definitely, was he the I guy definitely watched at least three episodes of this television program. What's the more famous sitcom that Martin Mull was in? Uh, let's see what he's most well known for. The Mullster. He was like a dad, like a teacher, like a neighbor, like a weird guy. Oh, Roseanne? Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Sabrina, no, no, yeah. I think he was on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. He's on Arrested Development. Yeah, your favorite two and a half men. I, I, two, you know, yeah, whatever. It's, it's, Am I allowed to say two and a half men had good? Yeah, had you could say that. Show? It was very popular. Okay. Yeah, Seth Green, Giovanni, <laughs> Giovanni Ribisi were the guys, and then Brenda Song was like the woman they made racist jokes yeah, about every I episode. Think, I think I watched it for for Brenda Song. Mm-hmm. What a crossover. Yes, an amazing crossover. And what do I... Oh, I know Giovanni Ribisi is the guy from Friends. All right, well, what a fun thing. I should just Google and be like, what do I know this person from? And we just talk about that. Should we change the podcast? Uh, like, I guess that wouldn't even be changing the podcast. It's what this podcast yes. is. But that show was just like the more most... accurately named the podcast. Yeah, it was like <laughs> the most critically panned show of like the last zillion years. And that was... Uh, that was on after New Girl was the lead in. 
Speaking of panning things, mm-hmm. and I'm going to give you a lead in here Uh-oh. to how I feel about this. Matt Stewart says, have you ever sat at the community table in a restaurant? Chase, you're a pro community table. You, you've never heard of it. Yeah, yeah that was it, my question. This is I was going to ask you guys because you guys, I'm sure, have, have dined in you know big city mm-hmm. fancy restaurants before. Because we got, we got lots thing? of money. Oh, no, because we're older than you. Yeah, no, I have I have $8 and I live in a suburb, so I'm not really going to anywhere. I was like, that. I don't know if he even knows what he was saying by that. Are we being criticized? No, he, he, he's calling us old, that we have more life experience. No, I was just saying, like, I feel like this is a city, like, fancy restaurant thing. Like, the, I don't think there's community tables at any Applebee's in the suburbs it's, of New Jersey. I'm happy that you said this, because... What I hate the most about a community table is that it is most often at an expensive, like, oh, we're farm to table, like, wool restaurant. And it's like, if I'm paying X dollars for my meal, I don't want to sit between, in the middle seat, between two freaks that I don't know. <laughs> I, like, can't, there was a, there's a restaurant in Ann Arbor that happens to be very delicious, but it's a small restaurant, and they have long community tables and then in the back they have two tables of four and i hated eating there if i wasn't going to sit at the two tables of four because again why pay to sit at a cafeteria table it is like so frustrating to me but keith you said what is that i like picture israel as like one big community table. yeah it's the kibbutz we're on the ground i'm sure there are places like there's dips we're sharing Mm -hmm. dips i we used to go to a restaurant uh (laughs) in new york that was like it it was it was like a date night place, but then like you would sort of be at the same physical table as another couple a lot of times with like very little separation. You know, so it was like two and two, but the tables were attached. It was just like a narrow restaurant. That's just how it was. Yeah. How you know constructed? Um, but yeah, that's the closest I've been to a community table. I hear what you're saying. I'm sure there are. That's more of a Tel Aviv thing than a Jerusalem thing. But yeah. I I get the concept and. I also, if you catch me in the right mood, can be like, ooh, that looks good. And I've, when I've been at that very specific restaurant in Ann Arbor, you end up chatting with very interesting people because people are visiting their kids who are in this program or that program or whatever. But, like, nine times out of ten, I'm not interested in talking to the stranger. I don't want them leering at my plate, and I just don't like the whole process. So I'm not – I don't know if that surprises anyone. I'm not a community table gal. No, that makes sense. I think most people would agree with that. I, that, I've you know never really heard of it. Burn it in the sun. I hate it. I hate it. Never Burn do it. Burn it in the sun. <laughs> oh my god, amazing! I did love. I loved, and I feel like Mara would have liked this sort of a little bit of physical comedy from Winston, uh, pressuring people to leave the community table by being weird. Yeah, no, I like that. I, I like the idea of scaring people away. She has permanently fallen off watching New Girl, right? Oh uh, no! I back? mean, permanently implies it's over. Like if I, it's just the schedule thing. Doesn't I'd be imply happy to do it. it. It says it's over. No, I mean it'll <laughs> it, it'll be sporadic, but it'll still happen. Um. All right. JCR Schmidt takes one last swing in the car with CC and says that Nick is actually cheating on Jess. I mean, anything else to say here besides just pure ill-advised decision here? It's not it's not the best move. There's not a lot of good moves to make, but this one was one of the worst of the bad moves. Kiwi, what do you know about Schmidt's mom? I forget. Schmidt's have we seen her? I, I'm asking you what you remember. I don't think if, we've if seen anything. her, have we? Okay, can you remove your headphones for a moment? Sure. 
I will ping you. I will send a note in the cast when you can come back. Are you? He might have left before he heard me say that. He'll JCR, uh, and this is gonna be a spoiler, so skip ahead. You know, a few minutes if if you're a spoiler burst. I never noticed this before, and let me know if you think you remember that they already know this about Schmidt's mom. But a, a plot, big plot point with Schmidt's mom is that she's a lesbian now, and Schmidt is like unwilling to accept it and yes. thinks like, oh, it's her friend. She, he says in the car, like, well, maybe Nick has had a tough childhood and maybe their mom is a lesbian. Yeah. Did this stand out to you? I caught it. I don't, I don't know if we know yet. So I, I did catch that that was said, but I don't know if I flagged it as like a, that's, we're not there yet type of thing. I think we're not there yet, but I also, it, maybe he said something about it, but like, it doesn't necessarily drive, it's like Schmidt's first admission of like accepting it in some respect. Cause I know later he's like he still not in a place yeah. to sort of accept it. Yeah, All right, that's well. correct. So may, it, this um, could be just like a, a Max Greenfield like improv line that they ran with. Now that's fascinating and I will continue to dig into that and hopefully I remember to run this by Kiwi when the time comes, but I'm gonna summon him back. We'll see if he's looking at, I'll also put it in the Twitter just in case. You know he's on the Twitter now. Um, <laughs> if he's anywhere, he's on Twitter. Okay. I'm Come here, back, I'm here, Kiwi. I'm here. I'm here. Okay, perfect. On? Were you here the whole time? No, 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 no. I was watching Pat Mahomes okay. throw an interception. Sorry, a PK. Ugh. Why you had to say that? This is like her one safe space. I left. know. I know. Well, hopefully they win by 30. <laughs> All right, that would be great. A Allie from the other room. They did not. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know who? what game I did watch uh, this week on Sunday? Uh, the, the the Jets with the new greatest quarterback in NFL history, Mike White? Yeah, well, I wasn't talking about Michigan on Saturday. No, that wasn't great. All right. Um... Let's talk about how much valet should cost. Matt Stewart wants to know. Uh, Keevy and I are famously anti-driving. JCR, in the suburbs, I have to imagine you're slightly more pro-driving than we are. I'm I love driving. Driving is my favorite. Okay, so you answer this for us. How much should valet cost? Uh, no one should ever valet ever. Um, <laughs> that's the answer. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I've ever valeted in my, my short driving career. But it's twelve dollars seems too expensive. That's my answer. That's not I, a good answer, but that's my answer. I think the people at the valet should be paid and then um, tipped accordingly by the people receiving the service. Uh, I think twelve dollars implies to me that they're like not getting a good wage for working there. But what do I know? Um, I did die. It, it got a laugh out of me where Nick Nick goes to console Schmidt. It's like you gotta face it. You gotta get out of the car. <laughs> and Nick's and Schmidt, uh, Schmidt goes. This isn't about CC. It's about the twelve dollar valet. And Nick goes, the maroon car is self park. <laughs> wow, I I'm still laughing at that. Is it is it count as laughing as my own joke if I laugh at a line that I poorly delivered? Mm -hmm. It's even better. <laughs> yes. Kiwi, I don't think you're paying twelve dollars to self park on Prince. I know you're you have plenty of money, but Yeah, no, I I I would try not to. I, I, I would agree with that. Oh, but he's not saying he wouldn't do it. I mean, there's you know, there's exceptions, but I, I would I would love to not do that. All right. So the it all comes to light. Uh we already talked about how Schmidt maybe doesn't handle it well. 
Winston from the top rope. I hate to do this right now, but if we don't sit, we will lose this table. Br- absolutely brutal. Funny line, yeah. Um, all right. Producer Kelly wants to know, did Schmidt's explanation of being a fat kid work for you as a funny bit or a rationale for his behavior, JCR? I mean, d- like, no. <laughs> I don't think it's – I don't think it's – is it meant to be funny? Is that, a, is that a thing that I should be asking out of a sitcom? I don't I, – I guess it's, like, supposed to be a joke. I don't think it's that funny, and I, I don't know. I, I guess it's just supposed to be like he's doing a bad explanation, which I guess could be funny. I don't know. It doesn't work for me. That's my answer, I guess. It's interesting, right? Because it's sandwiched between two pretty good jokes, the like, we will lose the table, and I don't have any cash. If anyone would be willing to loan me $12 to valet, that would be greatly appreciated. I laughed at both of those jokes. So, like, there's room for sort of, you mentioned, like a heavier moment to happen here, no pun intended. Um... And I think they sort of whiff. But from a true-to-life perspective, I think guys, in my experience, make excuses like this all the time. I was uncool in high school. Now I'm cool in college. I don't know how to treat women or, like, I'm overwhelmed by female attention or whatever. Like, yeah, nope, no, nope, nope, nope. You still be a good person. I think this is a very bad look for Schmidt. I actually think it's a really interesting question about whether or not it was supposed to be um, – funny because i think there is a world where this was supposed to get maybe a chuckle but i also think there's a world where this was supposed to just really reveal that schmidt is not it's not it like he's not he's not nailing this he's not really remorseful he's making excuses and like maybe that's going to be part of like the next stage here that he's like not immediately sorry and working on it he's blaming other people he's blaming other external factors in his life he's not taking responsibility but but saying the cheated thing is more responsibility, as I said, you know, than than a lot of That's people would take. That's true. But yeah, in general, everything else you're saying is accurate. Um, Keeve, you strike me as a guy who might still pay for minutes on his phone. <laughs> no, I don't do any bills. You give big minutes energy. Oh please, my dad had my dad probably did that for a few years after people had stopped doing it. Um, like he's like, oh, he loved, loved me having me on the phone plan because it was like more minutes into the plan, but I don't use the phone at all. And he's like, he has like, he drives to and from his father's house almost every day. And that's like 45 minutes each way. And he's on the phone the whole time with his friends. So, um, so like he loved minutes back in the day when there was like very limited. He was obsessed. He would be on the phone two, three hours a day minimum. Loved, loved the minutes. JCR, did you ever have minutes? You might not even know what we're talking about. Uh, So I do, I do know what you're talking about. I remember like, I don't I don't think I ever had minutes or if I did, like when I first got my phone, first of all, I've probably used like 13 minutes in my entire life. Never call me. It's ridiculous and incredibly rude. Um, It's very possible when I first got my phone, we were on like a minutes plan, but we never even came close to like the minute limit. Um, But I, I have vivid memories of like my brother, my older brother having like a, text like he only had so many texts plan and that being very contentious in my household as he was like texting girls at three in the morning and all of our texts and then my mom would like pull up the like the at&t bill and be like look you texted jenna at 301 318 317 36 i was like all right it was never that serious Uh, but no i never i never if i did have mitts 
or text limits. I never came close, and it probably went away very soon after I got my first cellular phone. The only person who's getting more bang for their buck minutes-wise out of the phone than me is, like, my mom. Although she still has a landline, so we already had the house phone debacle. I, I think I'm – I am, you know, if you divide the phone plan payment by minutes I speak, talk on the phone, I'm making money on the deal. You're, I you're love a phone, phone. You're talking. Huge, you're talking a lot. Uh. huge caller. I'm like, don't text me. Just call me. We can work this out in two seconds. It's like 30 minutes to text. I disagree wholeheartedly. What do you, oh, what do you think about I, voice I, notes? I'm a big voice note leaver. I've left voice notes for you. Keith. Yeah, absolutely. You're a good voice note leaver for sure. I'm I'm okay with voice notes, but I just just text just text me it. You, you we all. We all spent a lot of time in our youth learning the written language. I believe in every single one of us to be able to, you know, convey Do you think everyone speaks the same language? And needs. Oh. I just, I, th- I think we can do it. I believe in us. I guess that's just, that's just the difference between me and you guys, though. It's like I have faith in, you know, my fellow man. But I guess, I guess we just have to, we should just go back to grunting, I guess, if that's, if that's what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that might work to get people out of your communi- communal table. It might. The, I want to highlight Nick here in this moment. It's another small moment. Nick gives Jess reassurance, like there's nothing I know more than the fact that I want to be with you. And then he makes a joke, which is a fine joke, but it's an incredible level of high EQ demonstrated here by Nick to say like, this is real. Like when something crazy happens in your friend's relationship, a husband or wife cheats on the other one or a husband or husband, whatever cheats on their spouse. And like you immediately think, cause we're all selfish people. Someone, you know, God forbid gets sick. You think, what if that could happen to me or to us or whatever? Mm-hmm. I just think it's crazy that Nick with the like level of sort of lowish EQ he's demonstrated in the past, the whole give you cookie, got you cookie. doesn't really know how to be a friend to Schmidt is reassuring Jess without request, without prompting here. So kudos to Nick as a boyfriend, maybe moving up in my boyfriend rankings. Yeah, I think, I think it's been a whole new Nick in season three. And I, like I've said, I, you know, I used to really dislike him, and now I'm turning around. I'm, I'm not, I, like, I'm still Schmidt over Nick. I probably always will be, but I agree. This has been a very good... Uh, You're going as slow in the turnaround as Schmidt was. That's right. Turning back. Uh, you a Nick fan, JCR? Where are you on the Nick, the great Nick versus Schmidt debate? Um, I'm, I, I guess I'm pro Nick over Schmidt. I'm pro Winston. Obviously, Winston's more fun. We haven't really gotten to fun Winston yet. Um, but yeah, I guess, uh, power rankings in the, in the loft right now, like male-wise, would be, I think right now in this moment of season three, Nick is more fun. I, I like Nick more than Winston in this in this moment, in this t- period of time of New Girl. All right, we will see how that unfolds. Meanwhile, Elizabeth shows up, and I was thinking of you here, Keeve, because you always say, like, if it doesn't get resolved with the character in the episode, they'll be back in the next episode. I'm mm-hmm. um, learning a lot from you as we do this. And they wrap up Elizabeth in, like, 30 seconds yep. here, where Elizabeth just shows up, pies him with one of the worst-looking pies Gross. I've ever seen. Uh, producer Kelly says, have you ever had a pie or cake smashed in your face? It doesn't seem that bad. This one I wouldn't be thrilled about. I have not. Generally? I have not. I, I'm interested. I, there have been more cakes and pies smashed in people's face in movies than there have been in real life, basically. My dad used to say that about acceptances to Ivy League institutions. Yes, true also. 
<laughs> also, and and here's the here's a big one: weddings canceled at the altar. By oh, I thought you were gonna say hot women dating Larry David. No, 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 no. that happens in real life too. <laughs> um, you broke my heart. Mail me my mouth guard. You already said you think maybe we'll see her one more episode, but leaning towards no. Um, but then Nick and Jess get a threat from Schmidt. Should it take the rest of my life? I'm going to break the two of you up when you least expect it. Matt Stewart says, is this Schmidt's worst episode? He was terrible to both women this whole time. Put off telling them when the truth was out. Told Nick to make him keep a secret from Jess. And then has the audacity to blame Jess and Nick for his mistake. And yet, Keith, you still have him above Nick at this point. So this did not turn you off to the Schmidt man. I mean, I know. I don't say, like, he's not necessarily a better person. I just, you know. I would sooner hang out. Well, I don't know. I don't. I, I just root for Schmidt more than, than Nick. That's all I'm saying. Most. It feels like some Jewish bias. No, I don't think so. Most <laughs> fellas, I think, who have, you know, discussed the show with me agree with me. A lot of guys. At this episode. I think women are hard. more predisposed to liking Nick for some reason. Like, I think guys a lot of times will think. I, w- I would be very curious to know how, how Nick, like, do guys think that nick is hot because i think it's like a prank that, that to me that that women i've spoken to <laughs> think that that nick is hot like we all got together it's a prank we had a point. meeting had like he's fine meeting. but he's very like boring i don't know so i don't know I, it's I don't just know. crazy on the heels of this particular episode because i think what jcr's analysis of like this is a good episode for nick so like maybe i'll factor that in of where we're at now uh, they really, like, had it not been for the I blame you for this whole thing with such sincerity and vitriol in his voice and face, okay. But, like, this scene in particular, I think, is, like, the last nail in Schmidt's current coffin. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, but listen, there, there'll be time for a redemption story. That's the rest of season three, in my opinion. Do you think there'll be time for the I redemption so. story? I mean, Maybe he gets killed off next week. <laughs> I do not. That would be incredible. I do not think <laughs> that's going to happen. Um, all right. The moment we've waited for. Producer Kelly says, what's your favorite line from when Nick and Jess reveal secrets about themselves at the end of the episode? So, JCR, what is the potential breakup uh, line that might, or reason that tickles you the most? I don't think I've learned how to read. I just memorized a lot of words. <laughs> I think that might be possible for Nick. I think it might be possible for me. <laughs> I don't know about that. Keeve, do you have a favorite? Um, I like the fact that, well, they both agree on uh, horses or from outer space. <laughs> but I like the fact that he's like really insistent on the... I like all of them. I like the fact that he's insistent on the moon the moon being fake, even though she's not into that, that he's attracted to ladybugs. Um, they're all good. I, that was a funny scene. Well, the faked moon landing is such a good joke because he says, like, and like all good jokes, I'll explain it. Um, like, you know how they faked the moon landing? Well, and he's like, that wasn't even the thing. Yeah, like, yeah, that was funny. It wasn't even right. controversial. I'll do that sometimes, yeah. too. I'll start something like, oh, by the way, yeah, like that doesn't happen. Uh, and, and then like, and then we get into a twenty minute fight about the first thing I said, like the hot take I dropped that like was a throwaway take, and then that's it. But do you do it on purpose, or you're saying you do it by? I'm accident? sure somewhere in my subconscious I do it on purpose, but no, I'm trying to get to think two, and they're arguing with me already about thing one. <laughs> like obviously we all feel, and then I'll say something, 
you know, but and then they're just like, whoa, whoa, the first one. And everyone's going nuts. I also like Dr. Say I might grow another 18 inches just because they give uh, uh, Nick reacts to it. Mm-hmm. where He's like, oh, that's a different like picturing you differently. OK, I'm over it. Like, <laughs> uh, Kiwi, you mentioned Elizabeth. Uh, do you think we see Chester again? There's this little throwaway scene where he says, like, I was there for you when you fell off of Chester's porch at his graduation party. Is that going to have payoff? We seeing Chester. I don't. I, if I had to guess, I'd say character. no. But who knows? I would. I would guess no. All right. Let's get to who won the episode. Uh, do you want to hear from the panel of listeners sure. first, or do you want to? All right. So Matt Stewart says Hannah Simone for her performance in the restaurant. Her pain was gutting. Hannah Simone, yeah, g- great shout out for mm-hmm. her. I don't think you could win if you're, job. you know, like you just found out that you're the boyfriend you. I mean, listen, she's reeling. Like, well, look, he did. He did say Hannah yeah. Simone. He did not say Cece. Uh, that interesting. That is a twist. That is a twist. But I, I don't. I mean, I. You can do that. It's wrong, but you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a sneak peek into Keeve's parenting. Mm-hmm. Producer Kelly says Winston again. His Tony Morrison impression and Pika shenanigans were so necessary in this episode when the other core four cast members were in a real butt munch of a situation. Uh, an anonymous writer said, listener said, I think Nick wins the episode again. He has some real great laughs, is extra Nick, and balances the girlfriend-best friend line pretty well. JCR, will go to you first. What do you, who do you think won the episode? Uh, I, so, like, real talk, everyone loses this episode. Like, everyone starts out better than they end. Um... Like, like I, I thought about, like, did Elizabeth win? Like, she kind of, like, got out of here the cleanest. Um, I'm going to give it to Nick because he has my two favorite lines of the series in this, in this episode. Um, but truly, as, as with uh, everyone who has gotten this far in this podcast, everyone who's here with us, uh, we're all losers. We, we've all <laughs> lost in, uh, in this episode. Kiwi, over to you. Are you giving it to Schmidt? No, this is a top five hardest one. No, Schmidt <laughs> obviously can't get it. Jess is a narc. Nick. Jess is a narc. Cece got cheated Nick on. Narc. I think. I just don't like Winston's storyline. You're not going to like this. But congratulations to Ferguson the cat on winning the episode. <laughs> and I didn't even like the scene. And I did like the episode. I just It's hard to give a winner. Everyone sort of lost. Um, congratulations to Matt Stewart for being um, more creative than Keith, but I don't, I don't mind a weird, a weird win. Um, look, I give it to Nick here and here's why I agree with JCR that everyone sort of loses, but Nick sort of, again, besides Schmidt's blaming him, but that's completely unfounded. He is in a very sticky situation, and I think he gets out of it pretty neatly, where he protects Cece from hearing the news from Jess rather than Schmidt, which I think is a bad situation. He does try to not tell Jess. Jess just kind of gets it out of him because he's a known bad liar, which Schmidt should have known anyway when he told him. Uh, Jess is not mad at him for, like, knowing the information and withholding it. He's got the best lines in the episode. I think I give it to him. Honorable mention to Winston because I just think his scenes are pretty funny when he doesn't have a lot to work with here. But it's hard to say he wins when he's sort of, like, completely ignored and the odd man out of the loft. All right. I think that brings us. Mm -hmm. uh, We're going to say something? No. Well said. We've been on the same page. All right. 
that brings us to the end of the episode here. JCR, thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. Please come back. Uh, we loved having you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was lovely to be here. I had a wonderful time. Where can people find, I know you don't know, with the great Dr. Amanda Rabinowitz? Yes, you can. Uh, if you're a fan of the, the USA television show Psych, or even if you're not, uh, it's IKYDK.com. It stands for I Know You Don't Know. Um, and and you, can, uh, you can follow me on all the things at Jason Curtis R. And if I, if I may... I put out an EP last uh, last month, and you can uh, you can stream that wherever you listen to your music. It's called Space Loops, and it's under the name Jason Curtis Rivera, and uh, and that that would mean the world to me if people did that. I had EP Dep- also earlier. <laughs> extra uh, extra pizza, baby. They ordered pizza. I had almost all of it. I know you don't edit. You? Can you edit that out? No. You can, can you edit that joke out? Just can you make it on a loop? Joke. Put it in like four times on a loop, please. Um, uh, who's cross? I was going to say that I have listened COVID's to over. Space Loops and it's very good. Yeah, I listened. I put on. Not going to I put on JCR's that. album. It's great. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's. I mean, truly does mean the world to me. That means a lot. Thank you. All right, go support JCR on all things for mm-hmm. all things. Uh, you could check out Renap this week. What are you doing? You said you have a celebrity for an episode where you try to get a celebrity. No, two separate things. We're trying to get. Uh, okay, your tweets aren't clear. Yeah, probably. Um, well, I don't want to spoil the celebrity. Not that it, you know, whatever, but, uh. I'll bleep it. You'll bleep it? Yeah, I'll bleep okay. it. Okay. Allie from the editing room. Bleep. So she's going to be on, and she's going to be helping you pursue a celebrity. I don't know what segment. No, We're doing, do like, five mini segments, so I don't know what what's. Okay, well, that was the origin of the uh, the sleepover idea, which was... When you have too many short segments that don't make an episode, you can make it into one, like, potluck mm-hmm. and the theme of sleepover anyway. That was largely misunderstood by the audience. But that's great. Check that out. Uh, not the audience, the host. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You, you can, you can uh, check out 32 Fans, the patron podcast, talking about football, talking about a Jets win, hopefully talking about a Chiefs win. Um, right? Mm-hmm. What else are you doing? Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. We just dropped that. that. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, you'll be on one good soon. Episode. Another good episode. I oh, I did it. not. We we all, I mean, uh, we had Deidre uh, Lipsikas on and she liked it, but Josh and I both really didn't like the episode. It was very boring. What was boring? There was the, I don't know. How about this? Like, it was all like moving plot for the rest of the season, but tell me one joke you'll remember three weeks from now from this week's episode. I honestly can't even remember the plot besides yeah. the abortion yeah, thing. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was. Oh, I remember a joke yeah. that it's like the feta cheese. There was a great joke about feta cheese mm-hmm. that JB Smooth made. Oh, that mice don't even wait, like the wait, feta cheese? Here, yeah, that, that's it. Mm-hmm. Here, here's the thing about Curb, and then I'll let everyone go. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. No banana minute. Sorry, JCR, no you have minute. to go. We don't do those when we have guests. True, true, true. But you did send me a great one. Look forward to that next mm-hmm. week. Um, the, the imp- I find that the guests on Curb are not as good as the main cast at the improv format, yes. and that makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. It's like a really hard thing to accomplish. And this episode was like pretty guest dependent. Like, yeah, that Amy Ferguson I, I, I couldn't think, really hang. I don't think. Who is she again? Uh, the 
the one that like he, he needs a girlfriend. Uh, JB Smooth needs a girlfriend who has a certain name. No, she wasn't. There was someone else that was like the Netflix Don Junior can't really hang. That no, I well. thought he was okay, but not not great. <laughs> All right, there's not much more. I mean, the abortion, no, the abortion else. woman, like she didn't have that much of a role. Um, there's, a, I mean, <laughs> Dylan O'Brien. You think the actual star? Yes. Oh, you can't insult him. Bite your tongue. I, I didn't. Yeah, think, he sucked in the episode. I didn't think he was doing that well. But he's. But it's hard. But it's a really hard yeah. thing to step. So like, kudos to people who step in and try. Yeah. But he's a lunatic Mets and Jets fan. Like you like could tell you everyone in like the Mets minor leagues, which is rare for like a huge celebrity. Oh, so. why have we talked about him? I don't know, Allie. Maybe you talked about him before because he was on New Girl, the show you're supposed to know and be talking about, uh, in the episode that the great and off mentioned. Dr. Amanda Rabinowitz was on with us. Back to the show. For, all right, let's. We can talk about yeah, this off air so, when we talk about JCR's so we, friends uh, oh, shenanigans. Mm-hmm. I, I would hope oh, we th- all forgotten. It's fine. Oh, you thought I was going to forget some drama about people <laughs> I didn't know? Um, you could check me out on the Challenger Hop Up mm-hmm. uh, with Brian Cohen. Mm-hmm. Um, if you hear you on, shut your damn mouth. Not you. <sighs> Not you. The, <sighs> the people who hear them. Oh, I think I turned into a real yawn. Okay, uh, at robhiswebsite.com slash challenge mm-hmm. iTunes. Uh, we'll be back next week before we turn it over to JCR to wrap up here. Uh, talking about season three, episode four. Ready, Keith? Yes. The captain. Ah, I think it's going to be a character Nick plays. The captain. He's the captain. He's going to walk around telling everyone he's the captain. I'm going to say you're like lukewarm. Mm-hmm. It's a Nickish thing to there, do. You're there, but you're a little lukewarm. Okay. JCR, if, if you'd be so kind. Oh, right. That's my thing. Uh, all right, everyone. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us um, on, on this car ride. I'm sticking with the metaphor. I got us here safely. We meandered a bit, but we got there. And, uh, and uh, thank you so much. And we'll see you next week when we talk about the captain. And until then, have a great week. Like, I did my dog, my bacon, my